0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and thank you for joining me today here on Quiet Moments. As we continue looking at counting the cost, in the previous lessons we've looked at giving things up that hinder, we looked at giving up anything that will cause another person to stumble, and then last week we looked at the right kind of work, and we looked at getting away from any job that will hinder our Christian example and hinder us from being a or that would cause us to sin, or tempt us to sin. You know, we, as we mentioned last time, be very difficult for a faithful Christian, actually, be impossible in all reality for a faithful Christian to be able to hold a job where he is he is encouraging others to sin. Whether we're talking about a alcohol store, or a liquor store, or or selling uh, lottery tickets, or whatever it may be, uh, various other similar acts that would cause someone to sin. That the Christian cannot be involved in those things that would encourage or allow others to sin. We have to consider things such as our example. That's what we're dealing with today, looking at setting the right example. If you look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, looking at verse 12, the Bible says, No one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. He tells us here to be an example. We know that Timothy is looked upon as being a youth with some... uh, Commentators believe him to actually be somewhere in, even in his late twenties, maybe even early thirties, and so he was. Even though he was uh, that age, he was still looked upon as being a youth or a younger person here. And we find here in verse four, verse twelve, he's told to be an example. You think about this idea: what it means to be an example. And again, as you go back and look at First Timothy four in verse twelve, look at this. Look at strongs here in First Timothy four in verse twelve. He says here, an example to be imitated, of men worthy of in, of of imitation, meaning those who are worthy to be followed, you can follow their pattern because of how they're living. But look here in verse twelve of First Timothy chapter four. He says, says here, "Let no one uh, despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity." Those are a lot of areas in which to be example. Be an example to who? To the believers, to other Christians. To be an example in word, that is in speech, to be an example in our conduct, that is how or we are living, or our manner of life. You're looking, he says here next in love, that is how we treat one another, the love and the the mercy and grace you show upon others. He says here next, uh, in in spirit, you might say in our attitude. And then he says, in faith, that is, are we faithful to God? Can people when the people look at us, they see a faithful Christian, or they see something else? And in Purity, that is in sinlessness. That is not that we are perfect, but they can see a person who, when they when they do sin, they make it right before God. Thus, in purity, they are trying to remain pure before God. When they sin, they correct it by going to God in prayer and confessing those sins or repenting those things. We also refer to it as the second law of pardon. So we look at this idea of being an example. He tells us here to be an example to others, to be an example to other believers there in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 12. Another way we can be an example is to abstain from every form of evil, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 22. If we know something is evil, we will do our very best to stay away from it. If we're not sure if something is acceptable in the side of God, well, what should we do? We should stay away from it. Don't become involved in it. I've heard people say, ask questions like, well, what about the new convert. What if what if they you know, they're ignorant? Well one of the first things we do when we talk to someone who wants to be baptized or when we have a Bible study with someone is we have a lesson like this one where we talk about kind the cost, how we abstain from things that are sinful. And if we're not sure if something is approved of in the sight of God, what is a safe course of action? Stay away from it. That's a safe safe course of action. If you're not sure if something is right or not, then stay away from it. If you're doing something and you think, oh maybe I should be doing this after all, then stop doing it go to God in prayer again, confess and pray, and stay away from those things. Uh, confess and repent of those things and stay away from it. If we're not sure about certain things, if whether or not they are approved of them the side of God, we need to stay away from it. And then we also, that also should tell us that we need to get into God's Word a little more deeply so we can study and know. We also find that setting the right example produces the right kind of fruit. If we are, a, as a Christian, and counting the cost of being a Christian, we to realize that we... We need to set the right example. We need to produce the right kind of fruit. If you, look, if you look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 23, the Bible says, Now the works of flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like. Which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. Galatians 5 through 23. So, what kind of fruit does our job produce? What kind of fruit does our example produce? What kind of fruit does our leisure activities produce? Are we doing things that Cause us to be involved in the works of the flesh. Are we doing things that tempt us to to commit adultery? Or you know, we're not talking about just going out to shopping and seeing someone dress in mossy and to turn away. I'm talking about maybe we go to parties where members of the opposite sex are coming on to you. Should we be doing that? No, we shouldn't be doing that. What about fornication? Well, the same thing. We stay away from those things and temptations to be involved in those things. Uncleanness, that's a very generic term for anything that really is unclean and wicked. Lewdness, things which are perverted, which are, uh, you might say, things that are unfitting for the Christian to be involved in. And then idolatry, that is putting things before God. Sorcery, well, we say sorcery or maybe even witchcraft today. Hatred, that is our attitude towards other. Towards others, contentions would, could be referenced to arguments and fighting and, and causing disputes and always wanting to be up in the air about something. You know, there are some people today who just love to cause havoc. Well, that shouldn't be our attitude. You know, if people get upset with us about the truth, that's one thing. But to go around wanting to stir things up because that's what we like to do, because we like the drama. Friends, we need to check ourselves. The Bible tells us, as Apostle Paul tells us, to examine ourselves daily whether you are in the faith Examine yourselves how often? Every day. He says here, uh, jealousies. We understand what that means. Jealousy of, of others for various reasons. Outbursts of wrath, that is uncontrollable anger. Selfish ambitions, doing things for selfish reasons, not for godliness or, or for whatever it may be, but doing things because we're selfish. We have selfish desires. Dissensions, that is again, uh, things that are causing uh, discord. It's heresies, things that are not true. Envy, murders, we understand what those things are, being envious of others, murder, obviously killing others, drunkenness, reveries, it is going out and being involved in all types of rowdy parties and those types of things. And he says, and the like, which means anything else that is like these things. What do we to do? Stay away from it. Why? Because he says in verse, he tells us here, he says, of which I tell you beforehand, and he's told them this before, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now those who practice such things are those who is a reference to those who are, who are always doing these things. You know, we don't have to practice something for, for in order for something to separate us from God. Any sin will separate us from God. Yes, we should not have a sinful lifestyle, but friends, if we commit any of these actions and we do not repent of it, we fail to realize that when we commit these things until we take care of it, we are not rotten right inside of God. It only takes one sin to keep us away from God. So what do we have to do? We have to repent of it. We find next in verse night in these next few verses, what are we to do? What kind of spirit are we to have? He says here the fruit of the spirit is what? Is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. He's saying there's no law against these things. Why? Because they are the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, things that are completely in contradiction To the works of the flesh, we have to realize that there is a cost to being a faithful Christian. If a person desires to be a faithful Christian, they need to have to be baptized. But but first, they need to be those who are wise enough to be encouraged to count the cost of becoming a Christian. Because friends, if we're not willing to pay the price to be a Christian, we're not willing to remain faithful to God. We're not willing to give up sinful activities. Friends, we are not a candidate for baptism. We are not a candidate to become a member of the body of Christ because we're not giving things up. We'll never really be a member of the body of Christ. You're just getting wet. It's not about people being getting out of the water and getting wet. It's about people understanding what is required of them to be a faithful Christian and still wanting to be a faithful Christian, wanting to count that cost, see the cost of it, and pay that price. That person is a candidate for Baptism. Look with me at Luke chapter 14, beginning in verse uh, verse 28. Here the Bible says, "For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest, after he has laid the foundation, he is not able able to finish." And all who see it begin to mock him, saying, "This man began to build and was not able to finish." Or, "What king, going to war against the uh, against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able to?" Able of 10,000 men to meet him, he comes against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is still great well off, he sends a delegation to ask conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever you does not forsake all that he has cannot become my disciple. Friends, if you want to be a follower of God, a true follower of God, he has to be first. Because if he is not first, friends, he might as well be last. Let us count the cost and then still determine to be a faithful servant of God. Because the cost is well well within our reach to be paid. Because the other costs, the cost of our sins, will cost us dearly. Until we put on Christ in baptism, our sins remain. And as a faithful Christian, when we fall short, we have to correct those things. And until we do, we too will find ourselves not right in the sight of God. Let us be those who are humble enough to count the cost and do what is right. That is, obey God and His word and put Him first always. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.